Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to sit in his car for long periods of time. It's Frank. How are you today? Fun, 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 until Daddy took the T-Bird away. Fun, fun, I don't drive a T-Bird. Until Daddy took the T-Bird away. Woo! I knew somebody that actually drove a T-Bird, actually. Really? I, yeah, it was nice. It was that's uh, cool. It was like a plum purple. Was it like and, a uh, cla- like vintage T bird or like the yeah, new T bird? Yeah, vintage T bird. Oh. Like when the Beach Boys were singing about it. T-Bird. Yeah, man, that's the yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's actually a house near me that has uh, a T bird in roughly the same era. Nice. Um, it's funny because I just saw it yesterday. Yesterday, and I was like, and it made me think of. It made me think of my friend's car, nice. and I was like, "I was like, oh man, I haven't thought about that in a long time." That's really and, cool. And here you are singing about T-Birds. Wonderful, fantastic, truly, truly wonderful. Frank, tell me what you're drinking this fine day. I'm drinking a craft lager from the good fine folk at Night Shift Brewing in Everett, Ooh. Massachusetts. This is their Night Light. I'm going to crack it open. Crack, 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 crack. It is a, crack, it's crack, a light crack, lager. Crack, um, it is a light lager sort of in the, uh, it's, you know, let's say it's sort of in the tradition of like a Bud Light uh, style uh, of, of of brewing. Um, it is their light beer uh, that they make at night shift. And it is, I mean, I think it's like the, it's my favorite light beer. Um mm. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's crisp. It's light. It is drinkable, sessionable, sippable, um, crushable, and uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So I've got I got a bunch of these in my fridge right now, and I'm I'm enjoying chipping away at these. Good night I'm shift, so night light. I'm glad for you. I'm glad. So so glad. I'm just glad. Thank you. Glad, glad all over. Glad glad glad. I wonder if she's glad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, goodness gracious me! I am drinking a May- something from the Mayflower Brewing Company. Yes. Um. So also Massachusetts. It's called Resistance is Fruitile, <laughs> <laughs> and it is a sour ale brewed with blueberry and lemon. Woo! And it is deliciously delectable. I do recommend. Um, if you don't like sours, you're not gonna like it. Um, you know because it, it you know sours are not super refreshing yeah they're not my favorite is it like very tart it is i I think it's a little bit more sweet than tart like a sweet tart um you know how you know where i'm going i do i do yeah yeah so um i think uh 
yes, I think um, I think if you like sours, you should drink it. If you don't like sours, why would you get a sour to drink in the first yeah, place? That's a you problem. That's it. That's a you problem, yeah. not a me problem. Mm-mm. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So Mayflower do do recommend. Um, nice. Yeah, I don't know how widespread their um, their beer is, their distribution is. Yeah, I think it's pretty far. That's it. Pretty far, I think. Um, yeah, because I think I had had it before I lived in Massachusetts. Um, I'm pretty con- confident that I had. Clearly, it goes as far as Rhode Island. Um, yes. But uh, although I actually, drew, yeah, I think she did. Got, you get I, it in Massachusetts? I, I got it in Mass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I I don't know, but yeah, I it's at least got distribution in the Northeast, uh, New England at 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 the very least. But I think it has some distribution beyond as well. Hmm. Um, and well, I'm not sure about Night Shift go. either. Come come to think of it, I think Night Shift might be pretty local still, but they're one of the biggest in this area. Yes, uh, and I certainly one of the get, fastest I think growing. I can get night. I think I can get Night Shift. I would imagine here. you can there. I don't mm. know. I've never tried. I've mm, never mm. gone to look for. I've never gone to look for it, but. I should, I should. I They've sh- got some really. They oh man, I don't I don't have it anymore, but I'll give it a shout out. They um have a new one called All the Peels, um mm. which is a uh it's like an orange and coriander white. It's basically like their take on like a blue moon. Um, oh okay. Style, really really good. Um, coriander like, doesn't always work for me. Oh, fair, but, uh, do you, but do you like blue moon? I do like Blue Moon. Yes, you would like I this. Do. Then. It's it's okay. very it's like a craft version of of Blue Moon. Okay, um, yeah, no, I do, yeah, I do like I, that. Does sound like I would like it. Mm-hmm. I'm good for that. It's good stuff. I'm it's good stuff. So good for it. So mm-hmm. there's this there's this you know everything that's old is new again, and um, as we try to um, not these gym socks I'm wearing. Hey, don't tell me about 1989. that. 1989. Hey, yeah, okay, those are as old as me. Um, it, <laughs> As we try to, you know, remain socially distant, but, you know, get out of the house so we don't go crazy, um, we're finding old new ways to entertain ourselves, right? That is correct. And there's been a resurgence in drive-in movies. Yes, hugely, as in, like, they're putting more up in places. Yep. Like, you know, these places that had never done drive-in movies before or anything like that are like oh well we can get a screen and show a movie it's actually not expensive yeah like, all you need is the parking space profit apart from getting the movie right right yeah you need the parking space and and you know that's that's about you gotta you gotta put up some you some, know you gotta yeah. buy some food for people to buy the food concessions restrooms yeah. but uh but yeah it's 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 pretty you know pretty minimal infrastructure you get up in place so mm-hmm. they're 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 catching on i mean there there are existing drive-in movie theaters that you you know that already exist and you can visit and they're they're booming right now but people are putting up new ones i i know both of us have gone to see different movies at drive-ins and yep. for both of us it was our first drive-in movie experience it was your first drive-in movie experience i mm-hmm. didn't realize that this time mm-hmm. going was also your first one. Oh, yeah it's exciting yeah i i remember growing up in New York, that there was a drive-in theater in my general area. I remember driving past it and seeing, like, driving past it at night and, like, seeing the screens, you know, with being lit up with movies. And as a kid, being being uh, fascinated by that and being like, wow, that's such a cool idea, like, watching a movie outside. Um, but we never went. And then it shut down and they paved it over and built a regular indoor theater on that lot. Um, so I never got a chance to go. There was never never another one near me that I could go to. 
So yeah, it wasn't until now that I was able to go. There's a there's a place near here that put up a a uh, drive-in theater. They're doing it like once a week or so at a local college and like a parking lot at the local college. Mm-hmm. So we went and we saw we saw the Sandlot. And uh, wow, what a great drive-in movie! Good fun, good fun. But what was your experience like? Um, I also there wasn't one there wasn't one near us growing up. There used to be in the town over, but it closed when I was before I was born or when I was really really little. Because like you, you could drive by the sign. I think you could still drive by the sign, you know, for insert town drive-in theater. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a weird name for uh, a town. Say yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's like urine, urine. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Uh, anyway, but the um, I had always wanted to go because I love that fifties, sixties, you know, fun car American graffiti, style, American graffiti style. I just think it's it's just it's fun. It's it, it's funny with modern cars. It feels more like tailgating is what I yes. actually felt like. It felt like more I was like waiting for the big game than I was waiting for a movie to start. But my wife and I went for my wife and I went for my birthday mm-hmm. um, because socially distancing things. But what do you do? And I had expressed interest in going to the drive-in because I had had never been, and she had only been once, I think, ever. So it was fun, and we saw the Goonies, nice, um, which is a film I had never seen in its entirety, before, mm. you know, from start to finish. Uh, and, and so I, you know, I was like, what a great one, what a great drive-in movie because it's, you know, it's a, it's a classic, like the Sandlot. It's not long, so you don't feel like you're sitting in your car for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, and the movie on after it, cause it was, you know, the drive-ins always do double features or a lot of places do. The one after it was Back to the Future. Ah. Uh. I, I had really wished that, um... Back to the Future was the movie that I had watched, um, just because it does take place in the era of drive-ins. That's you true. Know, the 50s. height of drive-ins, and I love Back to the Future. And mm-hmm. sometimes movies are long when you don't know what's coming; like they feel longer. And there was it was like ninety degrees out, and there was no breeze, so it Ugh. got really. And we didn't bring bug spray. So, mm. so like mosquitoes starting to come in. So I enjoyed my drive-in experience, but I also learned several things about my drive-in experience. Like, <laughs> I, like I learned, bring some chairs, sit outside next to the car, mm. um, uh, bring a little fan, bring some bug sprays, bring a radio so I don't have to do my car radio the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Um, cause I got nervous for my like car battery after a while, you know? Uh, so um, but it was fun, and I enjoyed the Goonies. It was loud; uh, mm. like they scream all the time in that movie. But they never like, say die. No, they never say die. But the the Goonies are at like a ten mm. all the time. They yell about everything, and it, it was funny that you saw the Sandlot because I turned to my wife in the middle of the movie, and I was like, "They don't yell this much in the Sandlot," you know, like they Truth. like when they're like upset about stuff. They like they do scream and stuff, but it, the way that it's the way the sound is mixed and edited, it just feels a little. It feels a little bit um, calmer. It doesn't like go through like up your spine into your brain to make your brain explode kind of sound. Um, but I thought the Goonies was good fun. Like it was like 
it's just a fun adventure film. And I would have been all about some of the stuff when I was a kid, like the, sure. you know, like, um, like hit the button for like the, like the bowling ball to like go, like to open, like open the gate and like stuff like that. That, that to me is cool. And just the idea of like going on an adventure, like in your hometown and finding a pirate ship and, you know, like stuff that people could have solved. And like the, the kid who plays, um, I can't remember his name in the film. The kid with the gadgets. Samwise. Um, That's his name in the film. No, it is not. Yeah, Sam no, I'm Wise. pretty sure it is. No, it's not. No, no you're I think, think, no, I think it is. No, I, no, it's not. No, it's, I think so. It's the kid who plays Short Round. Mm, that's racist. No, but it is the kid who plays Short <laughs> Round. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I don't know his name. Um, I don't either. I can't remember his name in the movie, but he has like, you know, like the boxing glove thing and like the chattering teeth that's actually a grappling hook and that like all that stuff i'm like really I, cool gadgets yeah and as a kid even as an adult i'm like that is i want all of those things now even though now like, as an adult you're like obviously that wouldn't support your weight you know <laughs> sure like thing, but is that really wasn't as like important in that movie right no it's far from the most important thing no it's not so no. I, I really i really enjoyed nice i i really enjoyed the film um I can see why it is. I can see why it's a favorite. Yeah, among people, it. I feel like it, the time that it came out and everything, it was like the a really good time for those sorts of those sorts of movies for for kids of a certain age um, who who dreamed of going on those kinds of adventures um, with their friends, and it just like sort of captured the imagination of. Of mm-hmm. kids of that of that era and 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 since then, frankly, but but yeah, and that, what a good what a good one to see um at, at a drive in. You, you mentioned um the lessons you learned uh that you you know things you 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 know to do for the future future drive ins. Um, I we weren't allowed to sit outside of our car. Oh, at okay. this particular one for social distancing reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they had um cut off. A space for people so like instead of a car being right next to you they would had an open space for you to gotcha. sit so like you and it what you had to be to the left like you had to sit in front of the car and there was this much space and so like gotcha. we would have been far away from people if we did that's good outside. that's good yeah they, they put a little bit of space between cars but they they did tell us like you're not allowed to sit outside the car uh which was too bad because i would have liked to have done that but that's okay um i did i did uh bring a radio uh, it's actually kind of funny because like I keep a I keep a radio, a little battery operated radio in the house, just like in case the power goes out, right? So like I can listen yep. to like the weather report and find out when the power's coming back up, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. Is it really as useful today in 2020 as it was in the 90s when I was growing up and my parents did the same thing? No, because we have other ways of doing that now. But I'm just trained to uh, to trained keep to a radio prepared yeah. for for emergencies, right? So I've uh, seen enough. I've seen enough post apocalyptic things to know that i should have a radio it's not the worst idea so i keep a radio but um i learned a valuable lesson that day because a couple hours before we were going to head off to the movie i put some batteries in the radio and it doesn't turn on um and i'm like oh no (laughs) um so my emergency radio wouldn't even work in an emergency um but uh (laughs) i i did uh i phoned the local cvs and i was like do you have battery powered radios and they're like we have one and I was like, I will be there in minutes. So I just drove on over, bought the radio, 
and uh, and some batteries to go with it, and we had a, we had a radio in the car for uh, for that. So so we didn't because so, I have exactly that kind of anxiety where I know that I the entire movie I would not be enjoying myself because I'd be like, is the car battery going to die? Is the car battery going to die? Should I turn the engine on? Oh, but there's also something to turn the engine on. Oh, but I need to make sure the car battery doesn't die. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I just, I just wouldn't be watching the movie. I'd just be freaking out about my car battery dying and not actually enjoying the movie. That's basically what I yeah. That's basically what I was like. I, I would, um, we would turn it off for like action sequences mm. when they were just like running around and shouting and stuff because you could hear it from other people's radios and whatever that's else. That's a good way to save. That's good. Um, I don't so. know if I would have thought of that. That's very smart. Um, but yeah, so we did. I did have a little you know, portable radio that I was able to to use for that because my my anxiety flared up preemptively. Um, so that's uh, that's good. I'm good. Good to know we have the same neuroses. Um, yeah. So Ask so me if I'm surprised about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I think Sandlot is sort of in a similar vein as um as goonies in that it's like another like ensemble cast group of kids um type of movie that like where where sort of your friend group could watch this movie and like each character is an avatar for one of your friends mm-hmm. um yes yes i think that's true here unpopular opinion about the sandlot i think it loses steam after the fourth of july i agree with you actually <gasps> really yeah yeah, really. Yeah, because yeah, I I'd seen it before. Marissa had not, and uh, oh, really? Yeah, and so watching it through her eyes, I was sort of like, yeah, this part's not as good. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about when you you see a yeah. movie, you've seen it a million times, but you watch it through the eyes of the person who's seeing it for the first time, who you're showing mm-hmm. it to, essentially, and especially if you know that person, you know how they're reacting. Um, without them yes. having to say anything. And so I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, this is not, huh, you know, looking at it again as an adult, this part. Uh, 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 yeah, I uh. think it's it works so well right up until the end of the 4th of July. And then it really like it, it, it like it's almost like the seventh inning stretch. Huh. And then and then you and then it picks up again once they start like having to get the ball back mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from over the fence. And they're like yes. constructing. You know the the vacuum cleaner and the erector yes. set and yeah yeah it's like bungee jump thing which I never connected before watch because Mary and I just watched it a couple days ago like I never connected that Yaya invents bungee jumping because <laughs> he's a tat because that's what basically what he does to get the ball. Oh back. my god, I didn't think about that. That's great. Yeah. No, it's really it's so good. Oh it's my god. Great. Yeah. So I, weird. Uh, and then and then uh, James Earl Jones's character from Field of Dreams shows up. It's it's great. He does show up, his Field of Dreams character, which is so weird, though, because when in the flashback sequence, they use his name, but it's this fat white guy, and then James Earl Jones shows up at the end, and you're like, are you supposed to be the same person? I think it's because they, that's who they, uh, what they imagined a, him looking like. They're imagining, they're right. not imagining James Earl, blind James Earl Jones Correct. next door. Correct. Just imagining this is what a guy owning a junkyard would look like. Correct. And and in in nineteen sixty America or whatever year that's supposed to it's, be. Uh Sandlot takes place in sixty two. Sixty two. Um yeah. the year that Roger Maris uh went hit the home run record. And uh they uh Nice baseball info Frank. Yankees nice. trivia. It's still back there in the back of yeah. my head somewhere. Um But yeah, that's uh in in 1962, middle America, that probably they would have just assumed he was a white guy. Yep, 
Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's, what I what is hilarious to me, which this was circling the internet a while ago, but that you know, so Smalls goes to steal the Babe Ruth ball from the house, but there's another baseball in the house. There sure is. They play catch with it. He plays catch with his stepdad. Right. Right. Yep. And yep. So like, did you think that there was no other ball in the in the house, or that's the one you were playing with, or you had for, or like you actually did get a concussion from being hit in the head with the thing? Although when he slaps the stake on the kid's eye, I was like, ew, the germs. Like I know that was what people did, but ew. Like, I know. Pre ice packs. You know, yeah. I watched an episode of The Office like last week. Um, shortly after seeing the movie, where where Dwight puts a frozen chicken breast on Michael's face when he gets uh, hit in the face, and uh, and it's, it doesn't wrap it in plastic or newspaper or anything, just a raw frozen chicken breast right on his face, and then they get into an argument, and uh, Dwight pulls it away, and he's like, "And you know what? This is my dinner on your face. I'm taking this." <laughs> Uh, anyway, made me think of that salmonella in his eye. Mm, he doesn't have a left eye; he has an E. coli. E. coli. Mm. Yeah, I um that Babe um um the Sandlot has been on my brain because of you know because you know it's the summer and I feel like you got to watch it before July ends. Sure, you know to um you know to fulfill part of the summer i just love that film but of course then babe ruth is you know on my brain yeah always because you know because of that because of that film the sultan and, of swat yeah the the sultan of swat the sultan of swat you know that's timmy and tommy <laughs> um bertram got really into the 60s and we never saw him again <laughs> it's so funny um but um, uh, but there's a biography of Babe Ruth, um, yes, by Jane Jane Levy. Oh. um, that is uh that I've been kind of hankering to read because of just watching the Sam lot. And I'm like, I like baseball, but not like to read a biography of a player. Sure, but I but I there's something about Babe Ruth I think that is just like. Why? Why do we know? Why does everybody know Babe Ruth? He is the lasting legacy of that, like that early era of Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. No, there. It, it there's something about there's something there's something about Babe Ruth, and I, I just like I want to know, so I, I want to read the biography. He so had a, he good. is a very interesting interesting character, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I read a book about him many many years ago. I I, I don't I couldn't tell you who it was by or it was when I was a kid and it's just called Babe Ruth. So good luck finding it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I read about him and he, he was interesting, interesting fellow, interesting fellow. Um, I bet that's a really good, um, I bet that'd be a really good biography. I'm putting a link to the Jane Levy, uh, biography you mentioned into the show notes. Oh, very good. The big fella, Babe Ruth and the world he created. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you, I think that's really the only baseball I think I have. This is the only baseball thing that I really have. I do have a the very famous picture of um, Ted Williams um, on my wall. It was my grandfather's, um, and so you know, like the game he was at the game. You know, like the where he's hit the home run and he's just kind of almost letting go with the bat. Beautiful photo. Um, I'm also going to put that so, photo in show notes. Thanks. I feel so. 
this is strange. I feel so American having that photo, if that makes sense. It's a very quintessential American thing. Yeah. I I almost feel like, I mean, because if you look around the rest of my office, like I've got dinosaur toys over there and Star Wars novels over there. I just, I, I just rearranged my bookshelves to put all of my Stephen King instead of um, in order of cover style. I put them in chronological Ooh. order because I'm going through and reading his entire bibliography. Very and nice. In in order, uh, I am on cycle of the werewolf. If anybody cares to um, to know where I am, no, actually, I lied. I'm on. I'm going to be. I I have to do the Running Man by Richard Bachman, um, which is Stephen King's, um, you know, writing alias, or was his writing alias. And then I am on to cycle of the werewolf because I opted afterwards to. Um, to go back and do the Richard Bachman books at the same time. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So, well, I, I read the first Richard Bachman book, which was The Long Walk, which I, like, I, it was fine. I didn't really care for it. And I'm like, eh, if they're all like this, like, do I really want to add the, the, like, books that I'm like, eh, do I want to? Because he writes about, like, when writing is Richard Bachman, and he's like, like, Stephen King understands that good should triumph at the end, mostly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. good good should prevail. So even though terrible things happen, good should creep through at the end, and Richard Bachman does not understand that. Ah, I see. And so it's always like the... They're always going to be slightly Debbie Downers, and I don't know how much, like, do I want to put myself through right. the Debbie, da- the Debbie right. Downerness. Um, so, but you know what? I they He wrote them, so I'm going to, you yeah. know, because that's, you know, I like to see an artist craft change over time did you say that you were arranging them by cover i did originally arrange them by cover style so because different company different publishing companies have different um, right rights to different to different books and so they have different editions right and, you know so there's like the you know the big squiggly bright colors and the the bright lettering mm. and then there's this other style and this one and this one so i arranged them by like the style of book that I have. Sure. So all the like Barnes and Noble hardcover editions all in one spot and then all the like penguin soft covers in another spot and all the like, sure. like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so that yeah, by 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 style. But that was actually difficult then to keep track of them. Like which ones do I have? Which ones don't uh, I have? Because I have almost two full shelves worth of them. I have like I would say close to thirty of his books already. And so, like, it was hard to, it's hard to keep, apart from the Dark Tower series, it's very hard to keep track of, like, wait, ooh, do I have Lysley's story? Do I I have the Green Mile? Do I have Dolores Claiborne? Like, I can't remember. Um, So now it's easier to be like, okay, I did this one, now I know what the next one is. And you go and you pull it, and it's easier to, easier to catalog the the market progression. Mm -hmm. So. Interesting. So, yeah, man. So that's uh, huh. that's that. It would Are never. You doing anything? It would never what? occur to me to arrange them by that. St- uh, by the I, what I I have two things that I obsess over, and that is alphabetical mm. order, usually yep. by like author, or or really more than the style, it's the size. Because I hate seeing like a really me too tall oh, book gosh, and then I a short one it. and then a tall I hate and then a short it so much. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like all right, do I want to arrange them on my shelf for ease of? finding them so like if i arrange them alphabetically by author's last name 
I know that Mark Twain is over here. I know that Stephen King is over here. Like I know what you know. Kevin J. Anderson's going to be at the beginning. Like I know what I'm what I'm looking for. But then I hate when the sizes are all. Are, are, it's not like aesthetically pleasing to see these books of different sizes all next to each other. And so then I'm like, do I arrange them by like size, and then like sort of within each size do it alphabetically by author? Like what do I ah? No, it gets, I, it's I'm, messy real I'm, fast. I am completely with you. I am fortunate that I tend to un- know what style of book I like holding the most. Like so, whether okay. you like mass market paperbacks, which is the smallest, or mm-hmm. hard covers, or trade paperback, which is the medium sized. Like so, like I like trade paperbacks the most. I, I actually I don't like hardcover. The book becomes too heavy to hold after I'm a while. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. And so. I like trade paperbacks. I, oh, they do like mass markets because they're very they're easy to transport and you know they're like clothes and beachwear. You know, yes, easy to yes, easy to go around. They fit in but, any bag. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's super simple. And I'm like a, a oh, I can't remember who said it. J K G K Chesterton. Okay. G J G K Chesterton is a person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to remember who. I think it might have been. JK I can't remember, but no, it definitely wasn't JK. <laughs> but, but as I said, never trust anybody who doesn't bring a book with them. Was the, it's like the. <laughs> and I'm like, it could be GK like, Chesterton. It kind of sounds like his. It sounds like, like something that he would say. And I. I can't remember to be. I can't remember, but I find mass markets the most transportable. They're so oh, easy. Yeah. You know, they fit totally. anywhere. But, um, but I like the way trades look on the shelf and so right. most of my Stephen King's are trade apart from a few that I had from like the school yard sale when I was a kid you know like right. I have a copy of this like uh, an original copy of the stand well the re-release of the stand that's been like read like a gazillion times before I even got my hands on it um and I like that too I like well-read books are you are you um obsessive about like not cracking the spine do you care if it cracks the spine do you like it the more well-worn the better like what's your i am obsessive about not cracking the spine yeah okay to like not open it the whole way to open like to flesh it out which is so hard to do though right because like to read it mm -hmm. and 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 hold it comfortably at least for me hold it comfortably i kind of need to crack it but i try so hard to like open it as far as i can without cracking it yeah, so that it'll still I, look nice on the shelf, but like that's oh. yeah, I open as far as I can to not yeah crack it, and I find that's actually easier with the trade paperbacks than it is with mass markets. I agree. Yeah, it, yeah, mass easy. markets are like meant to be cracked. Yes, they are. Yeah, and that's they why they sell them at the grocery store because it's like they're not <laughs> super super nice editions. Like they're meant to be read and used, and and yeah. if the cover gets you know dog-eared because you threw it in your bag too too you know that's right carelessly or whatever like so be it yeah it's funny that like a mass market i don't care if it looks weather worn because right. it looks like a mass market's loved because it's not really meant to last a long time right but anything above that i start to go like, no, yeah it, it needs to still look good because like i can't remember this is a stand-up comedian that has a joke about it. i can't remember who it is it might be john mulaney but like how like books are like prizes on a shelf huh you're like look i've read these Look I at, feel like it is at, Mulaney. Yeah. Yeah. Look how smart look, I am. Look how smart I am. I have all these books and I am totally that person. Look, I have books, but I think they're like, they're almost like cheap colors. You know, they're like cheap decorative hmm. colors, you know, so they're fun. But anyway, this was a little bit of a, this was a little bit of a, you know, a drive in ramble. It was. Um, yeah. But, uh, 
But Frank, uh, tell us where the people can find us. Uh, well, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. That's the official website uh, of uh, this podcast. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. We're actually the kind of the flagship show of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Um, and you can find this show and all of the Thought Bubble Audio Network shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll find this one. Um, we would love a rating or a review. Um, if, if you've got the you got the time to, to write out a rating, great. If you just want to tap five stars and, and leave us a, just a, a simple a simple star rating, that's great too. And um, you can uh, support us uh, in, by, by leaving that rating review. You can support us by subscribing or by telling a friend. Or if you've got a dollar a month to spare... Um, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And that is uh, how you support the network. It helps us uh, cover our costs to, to bring these shows to you, uh, as well as uh, you, you will get in return things like early episodes of Beer with Geeks in advance before everyone else hears them, fun stuff like that. So um, consider that. Tell a friend. Whatever you can do, we appreciate it. Uh, you can also find us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com and at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. And that, that is it for our drive-in ramblings. Uh, I'm f- at Frank Ramblings on Twitter. Oh my god, I'm at Timothy PG13. Right and, on. Indeed. Right on. And so, Frank, uh, until next time, cheers. 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 <laughs>